All right. Hey, guys. Hello. This is Adele. And Megan. Hello, Megan. <laughs> you on It Matters? We're pre-recording from my kitchen right yes. now. So Because oh, it is Adele's birthday. Um, at midnight. So, yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago on It Matters, we had Kevin Cook uh, to the show to introduce his website, respondreact.org. There's a platform for news and current social issues and a call to action to do something about it. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been off a little bit uh, since due to the Women's March, and then I got the flu. Um, but we wanted to share our thoughts from the march. I was in D.C., Adele was here on the West Coast, um, as well as just follow-up discussions about how it's really like changed our life, I think, personally. Um, realizing what we need to do and giving you guys some of those things that we have found mm -hmm. to do. <laughs> so yeah, the Women March, uh, what happened? So <clears throat> a lot of people from all around the world and I believe 4.6 million in the US mm -hmm. alone um, march in solidarity for the recognitions of uh, women's right as human rights. Um, so as a protest to you know, against the, the the new government in place, the idea was for all communities um, threatened and affected by Trump's presidencies to come uh, together and have their voice heard. So the grievances expressed during the Women's March didn't solely promote women's right, but also defended those of immigrants, people who identify with, as LGBTQ, communities of color, people with disability, and so on. Mm -hmm. um, so something I wanted to note and I've talked to a lot of people about is something we've talked about on the show is the fact that um, the majority of people in this country don't really like what's going on in the elitist government mm -hmm. um, of the White House. And so we got to see that. Um, on a, It was just astounding how many people showed up. Um, and it, it's cool for women's rights it, and... I think it's cool for just all minorities. Um, kind of, it, it's not a Democrat Repu Democrat Republican thing. It's not a party thing. It's just yeah. That was the, that was the cool thing about it. It was not at all like a mm -hmm. bipartisan or um, necessarily even an ideological mm -hmm. uh, mobilization, but more like a very you know at the most basic human sense. Right. Like, okay, we reclaim you know actually what we thought we had gained fifty years ago. Right. Three hundred. You know, like. So, um, so yeah, so the, the, the protest was uh, mostly peaceful. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't think I heard of any stories. Yeah, there was no necessarily like big vandalism yeah. or no arrests, but not before. so much. <laughs> yeah. um, at least it wasn't like publicized by the, by the media. It right, wasn't for one. Framed, yeah, it yeah. wasn't framed as such. Um, so yeah, you see like policemen wearing those pussy hats, mm -hmm. uh, showing solidarity, and there was really like no intimidation mm -hmm. um, from Absolutely. the law enforcement. So, so, so no that riot was gear. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and 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 that was the, the 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 striking thing to me too is that, you know, there was no, there there was no such solidarity or, or even understanding um, shown by 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 the. By the by, these institution. I mean, right, right, right. For the Black Lives Movement, um, no the Black Lives Ma Matters um, protest or the anti uh, the LP pipeline mm -hmm. protest, the police weren't wearing 
pussy hats. They were right. wearing riot gear. Right. So, so you see as well, like there's a double standards too, and 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 I think so. Yeah, being able to to protest peacefully is a privilege in itself that that unfortunately only white people have, right. and because Absolutely. it was mostly white middle class women right. at those marches. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I can't help but think when you say that as well that um, most, I think it's safe to say that in times like these, the president, who was like ultimate lawmaker in the land, you know, they'll come out in solidarity as well. So something that's happened since the Muslim ban is people reminding us that George Bush came out after 9-11 and said, Muslims are not the enemy, they are, you know, which is crazy. Yeah, oh yeah, because there were hate crimes all over the country. Mm-hmm. And he came out saying these are only a certain Chill amount of people. <laughs> yeah, and that was George Bush. Let's not be that obvious 9/11. about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I thought it kind of rough, and this is slightly off topic, but I found it very offensive and very disheartening that not only did Trump come out against the march, speaking out against it, mm-hmm. but then a week later, uh, you know, the VP goes to the March for Life and speaks. And it's like, we should have seen Ivanka, we should have seen Melania, we should have seen Trump and Pence there, you know. It was pretty anti-Trump, but the bigger picture was women's rights, and it's just very obvious. That... Anyways, but yeah. it was peaceful, yeah, and I loved it. Peaceful, but that, again, you know, you need to check your privilege. Absolutely. Regarding that, because not anyone is able to, like, go and protest without being intimidated mm-hmm. or have a, a violent response from, from law enforcement. Right. So, so yeah. And also I wanted to point out that although the march uh, meant to bring together very di- like a diversity of community, mm-hmm. some, some still felt left out. Yeah. I, at least I think I think that they just didn't feel like their messages were heard. And um, like, I don't know how, do you remember at the Black Lives Matter protests when Leo, and I think it hit both of us, he was saying, you know, for all the white people here, it's really, really great that you're here. You have to understand that if you don't do anything else tomorrow, mm-hmm. you might, it's, it's offensive that you're here. And I know in Washington, there were a few, you know, there were black women that were talking about um, how they wish we would use our privilege and march for black lives, which is obviously more than justifiable and understandable. Um, But there was the, one of the Muslim women that helped put the official event on. She reminded us that, you know, Muslim people and more specifically Muslim women because of their hijabs and, you know, it's kind of more obvious, I would, if it's appropriate to say that. they've been discriminated against for 15 years since 9-11. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, it's that kind of... I mean, I mean, even more than that. Yeah, it's, it's not, just kind yeah, of always. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty... F- I think that's extremely fair to... Oh, yeah, to, to, tell, to tell people to check their own privileges right, right. and to be like, okay, what can I do about it? I don't want just want to be a poser at a protest because it's right. cool and I can post a photo on Instagram right. about it. You know, so. Yeah, so, and... and, and yeah, and that leads me also to 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 stress the importance <coughs> of intersectionality in feminism. That is the idea that yes, there there are there are social 
identity that overlaps and mm -hmm. that yes they're determined by gender uh, race quote-unquote class disability etc religion and in order to understand oppression and fight injustice and equality we need to take that multidimensional approach and mm -hmm. look at where these things intersect so yeah you you're talking what does it mean to me a mo woman okay but what does it mean to be a black woman what does mm -hmm. it mean to be a muslim woman what does it mean to be a trans woman what does it mean to be a woman you know it's not it's not like something you just cumulate you know so you can understand a black woman's experience in terms of being black and being a woman mm -hmm. you you can't sorry understand right. such an experience like just thinking about them indefinitely <coughs> so these don't identity don't just adapt they interact with each other and reinforce uh, each other so so when they intersect they they do create a unique experience that cannot be explained by or understood in one in a one-dimensional framework mm -hmm. so <coughs> so we need to address all these issues together and feminism needs to address all these issues together so you know if you were the march you may have noticed um, these signs that read white women voted for Trump or white feminists have a lot to make up for and yes it, it's true as, mm -hmm. you, as you mentioned they, right. they reminded it in their speech um, and yeah so the movement itself also excluded part of the community but not necessarily excluded but a part, part of the community felt excluded and was completely entitled and and thank god they did you know uh, say something about it mm -hmm. to just bring awareness on that and uh, that's really interesting to me I have been more understanding of that point but it's something that you and I talked about um, the other day was that's kind of hard for me though because I understand lack of like okay sorry just the idea that if you're a trans woman and you don't physically have a vagina, you're not as worried or like abortion rights are not your priority, right? Your priority no, they, is like they, safety. Yes, but right? they, they also are the priority. You know, they, be, because if, if women are not entitled to their own bodies, trans women are less entitled than you know, on their own body. Sure. It's not necessarily just about yeah the, the fact of, you know, I have a uterus and you don't, right. and you know, and therefore you're not going to care as much or it doesn't mean as much for you. Right. I think it does in the sense that, you know, it's about owning your own body and not letting yeah. anyone else decide for you. Well, in my point, I think being that that's only one aspect that they are not, yeah, it, yeah. you know, because it's like equal pay. If you're a woman um, on paper or physically, whatever, you're going to get paid less. Um, again, you know, I think it's probably safe to say that trans women might have, um, might be more um, exposed to, sorry. Discrimination? Uh, no, um, abuse. Say, of course. I mean, yeah, of course. So physical abuse. I mean, so yeah. then in that respect, you know, I don't know. It's like. I totally get it, and I think that's why marches happen. It's not, like you said, I think it's really important to note that like it's not for a picture. It's to unite everybody mm -hmm. and get everybody on the same page, and that's where that's why I took that away. Is like women of color and trans and just not white people, not white women, um, is because we have to learn 
Yeah, they don't course. have to learn. And 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 that and that was also my takeaway from 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 the march is that mm-hmm. we need to recognize our own privileges. Mm-hmm. You know, privilege is is invisible for those who have it. Race is invisible for white people, in, you know, and including white women. You know, it's so I think it's it it was it was a really good experience in that. I mean, of course, I was aware of that before, but to just be there and feel that and and still be in like some kind of like communion with everyone mm-hmm. and and yeah and i think as a white cisgender woman my privilege can blind me sometimes into overlooking women of color uh and the trans community struggles for 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 the exact same right mm-hmm. that i'm fighting for right and and way more than that more you know they they they, they have more struggles than than we even do, not necessarily right. more, but different, and absolutely but they're part of they're, they're part of those struggles too. So it's in a sense my my responsibility uh, and our responsibility to acknowledge um, mm-hmm. that and make sure that you know I support all those in my community, not only the one that resembles me. You right, know? and I think um, it's sparking thought about how it's the idea that if okay so say all of a sudden women get paid equal if white women are not making sure that women of color are also being paid equal because chances are they're still not then we are officially on the other side yeah totally. and i think that's the point is like i mean if if you benefit from oppression you're right, part of exactly, the problem exactly yeah. so yeah i don't know i really like that it was not you know, necessarily only a matter of gender equality, but more um, importantly, a matter of uh, inclusiveness and and yet the importance of recognizing intersectionality of these issues and and f- because if you want to dismantle them, you need to like first acknowledge them. Oh right, which is the whole. It's just it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but I think this really hit home, and I really, really, really got it when I was arguing with women on the internet about the fact that we have like why are you marching you know and they were all white women they were all arguably upper you know middle class or upper middle class white women and that's when I understood it was like these are only white women that are comfortable and the other moment of that um, was when during the march we passed by the trump hotel that was just built in dc and like we were all you know middle fingers or shame or whatever but there were two women standing outside looking at us all marching and that's when it hit me as well of course they were white women that just some people just don't care well yeah and that's the privilege thing it's like they don't have to care because their life is not affected yeah yeah totally and you also have this this thing where, where even if you do care, I feel in, you know, in especially our generation where we're all in front of the computers, like right. caring about stuff but not really doing anything about them. Yeah, we, we, we just pose ourselves as like spectator and we listen like in a spectatorship mode where mm-hmm. where we're just like watching, yeah, watching it's people march. Yeah, not, not necessarily false, but just kind of like paralyzed mm-hmm. and, and, and vegetative or I don't know how you say that, but yeah. <laughs> Um, um, should we take a break? Yeah. Um, break. So I guess kind of wrap up our thoughts on the march. Um, 
it was really, really awesome being surrounded by women like that. Um, it was cool seeing the men. Um, but I couldn't help but, you know, there, I feel like there's more of a call to action to men. So it's like, um, we'll talk more about this, but, you know, donate, support women candidates in politics, you know, um, look around your work area and see if, you know, women are comfortable. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got a lot from it. There's a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, and Adele will, Adele and I will kind of give you some of the things we've taken away and that we've been working on since then. Uh, we'll take a little break. We're going to decide what song we're going to play after. So as long as <laughs> this happen right now. And yeah, see you in a little bit.
She walk it so fast, she walk it so fast, she walk it so fast. Oh, lady, she don't know how she goes. She walk it so fast, she walk it so fast, she walk like a Last and I know she floats so long as she goes. She owns the eyes as she flies by through the sound, moving her body all around town. Hey, mommy, hey, mommy, I know what you want, I know what you want, I know what you want. Sooner or later, the dudes at bodegas will hold their lips and own this shit. Coming to terms on a shivery tip, but I'm here, or she don't know the gravity she holds as she pulls on. She walked the fast, she walked the fast, she walked the fast. Oh, I live, she don't know how she goes. She walked the fast, she walked the fast, she walked like a babe. Look at that ass, and I know she floats along, she goes, she owns her eyes, and she flies through the sound.
is it matters <laughs> it's my um, I was trying to get Amanda on the show but she is at work uh, Amanda came with me to DC um, who's been on the show so anyways moving on um, I think we wanted to like just briefly remind um, everyone uh, about um what inequality does in mm-hmm. society and and how everyone can benefit from equality and not you know just the oppressed people but also the privileged people um so yeah i mean discrimination based is generally based on sex gender disability sexual orientation race belief age wealth and and from there you know you can create Tremendous inequalities. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my my, my my first point was uh, <coughs> basically to say that if there's no equality, there's you know you not have your better shot at the economy either. Mm-hmm. So a lot of studies uh, suggest that uh, gender equi- inequality is is actually more expensive uh, for businesses, for instance, because 
you know, as it, it obviously affects the the well being of um, the workforce, but also also their productivity. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, in, in in the same case for for racial inequality in the labor market or the house market, it greatly it greatly undermines the the country's economic mo- growth. If you have a whole part, chunk of the population that's paid less, you know, right. it's not it's not very co- uh, cost efficient. So. So yeah, so if 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 you oppress, you know, there's this saying that says oppression for one, opp- oppression for what, for all, right? So, you know, even, well, I don't know. For instance, if 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 men don't have, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, men wouldn't have to do as much if if women are giving the same opportunities that that men have so mm-hmm. in fact if uh, half of the population is marginalized and doesn't benefit from the same opportunity the other half have has to make up for it which my favorite example of this was if a woman if you're in a heterosexual relationship and the woman is pregnant and out of work the man has to make up for that because the woman's not getting paid yeah and also like both of them my friend Megan just went through this. Like they had to schedule when they were going to get pregnant. And then um, it's like the husband's just as tired as the woman. Yeah. and But he has to go to, back to work because you con- can't physically. Yeah. And conversely, if you don't, you know, uh, grant men, you know, paternity leave, mm-hmm. it just puts this burden on the woman. And right. like, it, it's just, yeah, it's just. It's and just they're not. working harder. Mm-mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's the idea that yeah, men are by default um, expected and therefore forced to do the things that a woman could have done, but right. that they don't let them, and, and and vice versa, you know. So a woman is expected and forced to to to, <coughs> to care for the child when you know men could do it as well. For instance, if they had you know paternity leave right. and stuff like that. Well, so, and it's yeah. sorry, it's interesting because if you think of childcare, why wouldn't the woman stay home if the man's getting paid more? You know, mm-hmm. so a, you know, the dad doesn't get to be a part of the kid's life, and he's also, you know, working while the mom's at home taking care of the kid. And it takes two to make a child and yeah, to yeah. raise a child, right? <laughs> at least. But if you think about it that way, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, of course you'd send the husband back to work because he's getting paid more. And you know, and that's the fucked up thing with gender roles because you know, we so gender roles come from like just you know back in fucking it's so uh, caveman yeah. you yeah it is very primitive it's like bio classes where okay so the woman beca- because because you know women are the reproductive mm-hmm. you know part of a society they would do the, the gathering the guys would go hunting and be- it worked like that because it was a necessity right mm-hmm. but it's so flipping outdated you know and 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 it was kind of like romanticized and kind of like giving this like uh, well, it's supposed to be that women don't have to work. That's kind of like, right? Like the modern idea of it. I don't know. I think not it, now, but yeah, like yeah, modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think going back to where, what we were saying, I think it's also like you know emotionally more equality would also relieve men, uh, you know, from the pressure of gender roles. You know. Yeah, totally. Not having to be like strong, right? And, and like tough, and you know. Well, and we talked about this. This was our first show. Yeah was breaking down masculinity in America because like you and I completely understand and we have this conversation all the time where like a feminism is not man-hating that's a completely different thing 
And B, it is that whole gender role, you know, mm. where it's like, I mean, there's this whole thing to be said about women being crazy because they're on fucking birth control. <laughs> but, you know, it is that where a lot of um, backlash that I heard was men. Oh, it's like, Andrew, like, what are you going to do for us? And it's like, for the record, that question isn't valid because we're not talking about you. You know, it's like we're not talking about it's like Please what men me, are doing. Let me make this about me. <laughs> right. Like we're not talking about this is like a a law thing. Right. I think it's safe to say like I this is like a class race thing whereas like men are in charge of everything. And so it is kind of talking about men. But we're really talking about like the institution and systems in place that oppress women. Right. Safe to say. So it's like we're not talking about. I don't know. Kind of tucked myself into a hole. But anyways, just that. That, like, gender roles suck for both people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, every, every, everyone does suffer from that. And, right. and, the, and the same thing goes for race, uh, you know, differences in beliefs and age and sexuality. Right. And, and yeah. And it's the, yeah, it's the same thing with class. Like, the wealth gap between rich and poor also affects the, hel- the, the wealthier. Right. You know, inco- income inequality increases violence and, and crime rates in, mm-hmm. in a society. Uh, it, you know, the, that wealth gap also, also um, worsens the population's uh, wealth, mm-hmm. uh, health, sorry. So, I don't know, I think it's, the point here was just to say that diversity does create uh, a way richer and more creative and productive environment. Absolutely. And, and not only in the workplace, but you know, in society at large. Right. And, and just kind of reminding, I can't help but keep circling back to the fact that we are not fighting each other. Republicans are not fighting Democrats. We are fighting literally the handful of people that run this country. You know? And so it's like, while they have us all running around, they're, you know, they don't... Oh, Someone has to care. Right. No, they don't. It's yeah. like, wouldn't it be such a better world if we weren't fighting each other all the time? Mm-mm. You know? <sighs> we're getting there. I think we're making steps. Something that um, gave me a lot of hope. Um, so Adele and I watched this TED Talk about... Um, I'll quote it. It says, the last line of it is, feminism will for the first time allow men to be free. He was he pretty much started it out by saying, as a white man, kind of like as a white person, giving voice to people that don't have representation. Well, it was more like, I'm a white guy, and like I'm aware of my privilege, and uh, let me tell you about what I learned. Well, exactly. From, yeah, right, right, right. From educating myself about it, yeah. Yeah, and something that he talked about that I think we've talked about on the show, but I've said this so many times, is like, we are being raised, and it's as a very macro view, because some people are born in very interesting situations, children are being raised more inclusive. We're becoming more and more understanding of each other. We're more globalized people. Every generation is only, you know, being more and more exposed to diversity. And so something he was saying was like, we just, like we're fighting 70 year old white men right now that were raised during segregation, Mm -hmm. you know? So we have to stop arguing with each other about this. Like, I mean, that's the we're not trying point, to convince yeah. each other. We're trying to change up top. Hey guys, no, you guys are fine. 
Um, oh, hey. So, Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> um, you guys can sit in on this convo, actually. Yeah, okay. Nick and Edgar Thank here. you. Yeah. How old now? Um, <laughs> oh, uh, where are we? Mini. 85. 18. And a half. Barely legal. Oh, wait, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. That was here. Um, <sighs> yeah, we're like, we're just flat out reading our notes right now. Uh, where are we? Oh, talking about how... Do we just talk about the TED Talk, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, he's just... Yeah. Is anyone on? Okay. Yeah, we're starting to break now. Uh, so, Edgar, did you go to the Women's March? You were in SAC? Yeah. Um, so what, why don't we, we go get to the part where we talk about actions you can take okay. every day i want to talk to nick you were there did you guys hear any of like the rally stuff like no we were we were hella far i don't think i have anything to add since adele was there too yeah well i'm just curious like since then like what you like not just you guys but also us but like even maybe what you guys as men do like you know fair question. well it's like Calling your senators on behalf of Planned Parenthood. Oh yeah. Writing I've letters, a lot of donating to Planned that, Parenthood. By the, way. the times that I've called, it's gone straight to a voicemail. Like, Have you left a voicemail? No, like not a voicemail, but like rerouted my call yeah. and that ends it. If that makes sense. Like, oh, I heard like, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I stopped for after a couple of days, and I was mm-hmm. like looking for a different number. I don't know. Apparently it's, they posted it's not like, accessible. That would be something that I would say, just mm-mm. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that I very, very strongly urge men to donate to Planned Parenthood because I'm on this huge kick lately about, like, men not knowing that it's very probable that women that they've dated have needed to use Planned Parenthood. So my brother called me at work on Wednesday, and he was like, he called me two times, and I was like, working so I silenced my phone both times and he texts me and he's like hey I need to talk to you and I went to the bathroom and I was like hey is everything okay he's like yeah I just need to talk to you about something I've never been tested and I really like this girl what do I do I feel embarrassed about this I was like you can just go to Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. he's like but I don't know anything like I don't know what to do he doesn't know like anything he just knows the words he just knows he just knows that being tested is a good thing or a thing that he should do in that situation so I pointed him to Planned Parenthood he got there and he's texting me the whole time saying this is incredible these women are so warm and engaging oh yeah so good about being here I'm like my mind is blown mm-hmm. and I was like yeah like if if you appreciate it that much like donate when you get home right because the well, Trump administration to and conservatives don't want to keep funding it and he's like well up until this point I thought this was like an abortion clinic but right now my mind is made up and he went home and donated because what have you what have we heard of all our lives as men abort picketing or picketing because of abortion yeah but you know what honestly even at the march it bothered me it just bothers me that Planned Parenthood is only really talked about on either side of the political parties about abortions. Mm-hmm. Well, abortions aren't well, even federally yeah. funded anymore, so it's not even a relevant No, they, they, they provide actual health care. I mean, you can right. get tested, you can get, you know, uh, blood tests, you, you know, this. <laughs> Sam, 
Oh, who wants to see that? Um, <laughs> seen on the radio. Yeah, right. Sandra showed his butt. Um. So, anyways, yeah, that's one thing that I've been really into, like, have thinking that men should absolutely, one hundred percent, no questions asked, just go donate. But then a lot of it too is they're asking people to volunteer. It's so funny. Again, not funny, but um. Talk about this a little bit, I think, but it's the idea that because of all of the shit that Trump bringing it, Trump is bringing up, it really is bringing us all together. You know, it's the whole idea that if Hillary Clinton had gotten into office, we would still be asleep. We would still be sheep. Oh, no fucking doubt. You know, yeah. so his plan is backfiring. Well, like, and that's the thing. Oh, yeah. Talking about things more now, dude. Like, and people have donated. Homegirl said they've raised and more money than they've ever raised since Trump yeah. became president. Yeah. Which is so fucking cool. There's comfort in that resistance. Right. And like, it, yeah, it wakes people up. Like, that complacency is gone. Now you gotta get off your ass and, like, fight for what you want. Right. And I think that's the privilege thing, is that it's very important to know that most I, white people did I vote for Trump. Know. You know, and... It's hard to have that conversation because we didn't vote for Trump. We voted for Hillary Clinton. But I think white people are taking a lot more responsibility now. Yeah, totally. For not giving a shit about politics. Because um, we took this from the Black Lives Matter protests and having Leo on the show and Mazin as well. That people who have, been mar- who have never not been marginalized don't give a shit about politics because it's not fucking real. Yeah, because it doesn't affect them directly. It doesn't affect them at all. And, like, white people aren't going to fight for them. They're going to fight for... Everything has been a kid. Dude, from the day one, from the people who landed on this country. Right. Fucking white. Right, right, right. That's it. From the establishment, it's white. I mean, it's especially because they, you know, whether they're aware of it or not, they do benefit from that. They profit from that oppression, you know? Right. The oppression of minorities, so... So not only they're not going to go because they're not affected directly by by the bad, uh, you know, governmental programs or policies, but on top of that, they, they, you know, it goes directly in their pockets. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, and it's all just kind of ignorance, too, because it's like, it's the whole idea where Trump, you know, I'm using air quotes, Trump voters say Mexicans took my jobs and it's like no fucking corporations that are automating they no but robots no, 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 the and, mechanization like, and like yeah. it was a job it wasn't your job you know oh, it was yeah. never your job so, it was a job that someone job else had yeah, so and not you like should, why you fucking butthurt you know it's like that sense of entitlement that is just like so that's uh, something infuriating. I want to like I, I want to yeah right I want to quote this TED talk because Adele and I kind of stopped on it and talked about it for a second. Is he goes, he says, because of what is it called? It's um, what is it called where you have to hire a certain amount of like, affirmative action? Affirmative action is that in the workplace yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. You know the idea that white people are like, oh well, I was more qualified, but this black woman got my job because of this, you know, whatever. And he, he was like, what the fuck made it your job? Yeah, it was a job. Yeah, it was just a job, you know. Yeah, there's that entitlement. Well, mm-hmm. it's entitlement, and it's the inbred them versus us concept well, yeah. that yeah, we've yeah, been yeah, told yeah. our whole life. Yeah. You know? Um, this whole, like, immigrants taking our job thing is also nothing new. This fuck isn't no. new. If, if, it was, if it was new, 
Like, I just don't know why people don't talk about the fact that agriculture as an industry functions off of paying people less than a national minimum wage. Like, they well, pay, we've talked about that. Is that why aren't you holding those business owners accountable for not hiring even, people? Well, there's like a a regulated standard that is less, right? Because they perpetuate immigration, right? For cheap labor, right? And it's just a matter of that's how our economy functions. And if well, people want to dismantle that. I'm talking about like the right wing side. Mm-hmm. They want to get their jobs back, then they're gonna have to totally restructure the economy because it's not set around fair paying wages. It's set to function off cheap wages. Right, which is only gonna get worse with homeboys in the labor department. Yeah, which is det- <laughs> detrimental which, to them too. And yeah, yeah, it's in nobody's favor at that no. point. But this is all for short term gains. Like, yeah. no. No Republicans thinking long term. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's no. how this party works. And yeah. I mean, the Democratic Party, too, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, exactly. they're all bullshit. We're all pieces of shit. So, <laughs> Megan's getting real in economic conservatism more than, con- like, Republican. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a break again, right? The broken down living life on the merry-go-round and you can't find a fighter but i see it in you so we gonna walk it out move mountains we gonna walk it out and move mountains and now Silence is a quiet, and it feels like it's getting hard to breathe. And I know you feel like dying, but I promise we would take the world to its feet. Move, I won't dance, bring it to its feet.
Stephen Cole.